What's good, college football fans? It's MJ Newsom back here for another podcast. It's your playoff preview podcast, just like I promised. Uh, coming to hit you guys with it a few days before um, we get the action rolling on Friday, New Year's Eve. It's going to be a lot of fun. Bama, Cincinnati, Georgia, Michigan. Let's get right to it. To start, we'll talk a little bit of a bowl season recap so far. Uh, nothing crazy happening so far, um, but let's just get a few highlights in. The hometown UAB Blazers picking up a huge, huge win for them, defeating the number 13 BYU Cougars at the Independence Bowl in Shreveport, Louisiana, 31-28. Um, just a fantastic win for the Blazers, uh, downing a really, really good BYU team. Um, this is a team that you know I thought sort of got snubbed for a bigger bowl opportunity. Um, the UAB stepped up in a huge way. Um, and just got an absolutely monumental win for them in their program. Um, you know, you look at BYU too. I mean, seven and zero against the Pac-12 teams this year. Um, that's really, really impressive. And they took down Utah, who's in the Rose Bowl game. Um, everyone else they crossed paths with. Um, really, really exceptional stuff from UAB. I look at Louisiana finishing the season thirteen and one. Obviously, head coach Billy Napier on his way to Gainesville to be the head coach at Florida, um, but just a fantastic job. Um, that he did in his few seasons at Louisiana. Um, really exceptional stuff um, in the Sun Belt Conference. Um, a fantastic coach. I'm excited to see what he does at Florida in this next chapter for him. We saw just today Houston defeating another hometown team, the Auburn Tigers, 17-13. Really ugly game, if you ask me. Not a lot of good offense in that one. Houston able to make a good drive late uh, to take that game. And then we saw Bailey Zappi, uh, Western Kentucky quarterback, if you've listened to my podcast since last year, you know how much I enjoy watching Bailey Zappi and how hype I've been about him uh, really ever since he got going last year at Houston Baptist. And they played four games last year. I've said it so many times. You know, the dude threw, you know, for 600 yards, seven touchdowns a game seemingly, all against FBS opponents. Like I said, only four games, you know, due to COVID stuff. Houston Baptist was an FCS school. Um, and then transferred to Western Kentucky this year, brought a couple receivers with him and a couple coaches, um, and broke Joe Burrow's record, single-season record for most yards and touchdowns in a season. 62 touchdowns, I want to say upwards, uh, you know, close to 6,000 passing yards. Uh, just incredible stuff um, for Bailey Zappi. All right, let's get to what we want to talk about now, and that's the playoff preview. We'll start with the Cotton Bowl. It's Alabama versus Cincinnati. And a lot of people have been talking about, you know, especially here in Alabama – you know, Cincinnati's no good. They don't deserve to be here. You know, they're a group of five team. They don't have, you know, a good resume. They don't have enough good wins, yada, yada, yada. Uh, I think this is a pretty good Cincinnati team. And sure, on paper, you know, on the field, does Alabama look better? Yes. Um, but I think this is going to be a better game than people think. Um, I think it's going to be a very, very offensive game. If you look at the stats, you know, Bama scoring 42.2 points a game. Cincinnati just right behind him at 39.2. Uh, two elite quarterbacks in Bryce Young and Desmond Ritter. Um, really good offenses. You got Jerome Ford for Cincinnati. Um, you know, Bama's got Brian Robinson. Trey Sanders has been doing a pretty good job as well as the backup running back. And then you look at Alec Pierce, the receiver from Cincinnati, Jamison Williams, obviously John Mechie out of this game for Alabama. Um, so it's going to be, you know, having the next man step up. Um, like Ja'Cory Brooks, obviously, in that Auburn game, had played pretty well against Georgia as well. Um, so Bama's going to have to be able to spread the love in the receiving room in this game. You know, both teams north of 400 yards of offense a game. Bama close to 500, 495.5 yards per game. Cincinnati, 428.8. Um, you know, Bama's got a great rush D, average pass D, and Cincinnati's pretty balanced there on the defensive side. 
Um, you look at the corners and the defensive side. Um, obviously, I think in my eyes, Cincinnati's got the better pass defense. Kobe Bryant, one of the best corners in the country. Um, he's It's pretty cool. I'm sure some of you guys may have seen it today. Going to honor the Kobe Bryant, um, longtime Lakers basketball player. Um, Going to honor him uh, wearing number eight in this game instead of his normal number seven. Um, so it should be you know a pretty cool thing uh, for Kobe Bryant with a C here on Clemson, excuse me, Cincinnati to do. Um, but this Cincinnati secondary led by him is it's it's really good. Um, Bama secondary, obviously, we've seen they've had some troubles all year. Josh Job has struggled multiple games this year. Kool Aid McKinstry has really stepped up and played well. Um, you know, other guys, Helms, Battle, um, guys who haven't just played incredible this year they had in the past. Um, so Cincinnati definitely has the opportunity to take advantage with them. Um, you know, with the deep ball, as we've seen, you know, Bama has had a problem like that against Auburn, against Georgia, you know, a lot of pass interference calls. So something that Cincinnati, I'm sure, has watched on film, told Desmond Ritter, Alec Pierce, look, you know, here's what we're going to go for. We need to hit, try to hit some deep balls early, see if we can frustrate the defensive backs. You look at Bama, obviously their front seven, led by one of the best players in the country, SEC player of the year for tailgate talk and Will Anderson. Um, an absolute menace uh, on the front seven. Um, one of the best linebackers slash defensive ends we've seen in the game in a long time. Um, you know, you got Fedarian Mathis out there as well. Dallas Turner's played really well. Christian Harris at the linebacker position. Um, it should be a really, really good game um, and a really kind of different dynamic on the defensive side for both teams. So let's look at the keys in this one because this is the most important thing for both teams. If you look at Alabama, they're going to have to spread the field. Um, they've done it really well all year. Um, you know, Bill O'Brien has done a fantastic job as Bama's offensive coordinator this year, you know, really trusting Bryce Young um, to do a multitude of things, whether it's run, get out of the pocket, throw, pass, just in the pocket. I mean, he's obviously Bryce Young, the Heisman Trophy winner, best player in college football. You can't argue Bryce Young's ability on the offensive side. Um, so I think you've got to spread the field, you know, get other guys involved besides Jamison Williams. Obviously, Jamison Williams is going to be your go-to guy, but you've got to look at guys like Ja'Cory Brooks and Slade Bolden. Uh, other guys that can make big plays besides Jamison Williams. And you're going to obviously think about, you know, Kobe Bryant's probably going to be locked on a Jamison Williams all game. If if I'm, you know, Luke Fickle in Cincinnati, I, I really want Kobe Bryant on Jamison Williams this game. Because if you take Jamison Williams out of the equation, um, that's big. And we'll get to that in a second. And I think on the defensive side for Bama, you're going to have to pressure Desmond Ritter and stop the pass. If you can stop the pass for Bama, you got a really good chance to win this ball game. Obviously, Jerome Ford in the backfield, a former Crimson Tide running back, He's been phenomenal for Cincinnati. I mean, you look at his stats, 200 carries, 1,242 rushing yards, 19 touchdowns. He's had a really, really solid season for the Bearcats. Um, but this Alabama front seven, like I mentioned earlier, they're, they're really good. Um, so if you can stop the run and stop the pass, you, you really don't have much else to go. Desmond Ritter obviously can hurt you with his legs, but there's only so much you can do if you stop that pass game, uh, which is going to be huge for Bama to be able to do. I have faith that they can stop the run game. Uh, so the pass game is really going to be what's important. Um, look at Cincinnati. Like I said, you're going to have to take Jamison Williams out of this equation. you got to lock Kobe Brown on and make his life miserable. Um, it might not be the scheme that Cincinnati runs, but I think it's really going to have to be one they think about. Um, you want your best corner on the other team's best receiver. And in this case, it's the other team's really only big-time weapon. Um, John Meshi out of the game, that really, really, really eliminates a lot of ability um, and options for Bryce Young to go to for a speed receiver, a deep threat, guy with great hands. I'm not, you know, dogging on any other Alabama receivers, you know, but John Mechie and Jamison Williams are the two best. 
Um, with Mechie out of the game, if you take Williams you know, kind of out of the game in this one, it's going to be tough for Bama to do what they do. And that's really, you know, trust Bryce Young to put the ball, you know, in the hands of his receivers, spread the field and go to work. Um, and then if you look at Cincinnati on the offensive game, if you can establish the run game, you're in a really good position. Um, if you can get past this front seven, really win the war in the trenches, um, it, it could be tough. And, you know, Bama's had trouble in the past with rushing quarterbacks. Um, you look at guys they face, you know, long back like Johnny Manziel, really gave Bama fits. Both times they played him, you know, first in Tuscaloosa, Menzel's Heisman winning season, and then College Station the next year. I mean, both times Johnny Menzel really, really frustrated Bama. You know, they did a good job this earlier this season going on De'Eric King, but, you know, and Emory Jones as well. Uh, but if Desmond Ritter can establish his own run game as well as Jerome Ford, uh, then you got a, got, got something going. And if you can get that run game going, keep the passing game going, you know, it, it could be really interesting for Cincinnati. All right, let's change a little course now to the Orange Bowl in a game I think should be really, really good. Uh, we got Michigan and Georgia, uh, the Big Ten champs and the SEC runner-ups. Um, it's going to be a very, very different kind of game. Very, very defensive in this one. Two high-powered offenses in Cincinnati and Alabama. And then we flip the script, look at two of the best defenses in the country, in my opinion, in Georgia and Michigan. You know, Michigan's only allowing... 16.1 points a game, and then Georgia, 9.5. And, you know, you circle that 9.5 and look at the outlier, the 41 points, you know, given up to Alabama. You know, obviously, you're going to have to see Bama again if you win, and if Bama wins, you're going to have to get past them. But that's, you know, that's a big circle. And, you know, the only team to score, you know, I guess the second most was Tennessee with 17. Um, so Georgia's defense, you know, led by Jordan Davis up there, N'Kobe Dean, some really, really good players up there. Um and Georgia's defense is, is, is really tough. Um, both They're v- both very balanced on offense. I mean, if you look, both Cade McNamara, Stetson Bennett, not just going to absolutely torch you with their arms. Uh, Michigan, 247.9 passing yards a game, 194.9 rushing yards a game. Georgia, 228.1 passing yards a game, as opposed to 223.8 rushing yards a game. So Georgia, you know, very, very, very balanced, just right there together in those two. So let's just go ahead Look at these keys. Um, for Michigan, you've got a really, really good run game. Really good run game. Um, between Hassan Haskins and Blake Corum, I mean, these are two really outstanding backs. Um, a great one-two punch. Both are very, very good receiving out of the backfield, too. Um, so you got to get those two going. If you can get those two going against the Georgia front seven, you've got a really good shot to win. And that, those are your two key pieces. Um, so obviously we'll get to Georgia in a second. I think you can see sort of where I'm going. Um, I think with Georgia, excuse me, with Michigan, you're going to want to make Stetson Bennett beat you, uh, with the slot receivers. Um, George Pickens obviously is a monster on the outside, been hurt all season, came back against Alabama and had a pretty solid ball game. Brock Bowers, the freshman tight end, the best freshman in the country, in my opinion, um, if you look at his stats, 47 receptions, 791 yards, 11 touchdowns. Dude's a monster. Uh, he had a huge game against Alabama. Bama had a tough, tough, tough time uh, containing him. Um, but if you can limit those two players, and I know Bowers is technically you know, a slot inside receiver. He's a tight end. But I'm really focusing, I guess, sort of on George Pickens. If you can take George Pickens out, um, you limit Setson Bennett away from his best option. Um, and I know George Pickens has only been back for a game, and Bennett's played well um, all season aside from him. You know, but you've other guys you look at, 
I'm just not really going to, I don't think, just torch you, uh, in my opinion. I mean, Lad McConkie, really, really good. Um, other guys like, you know, Adone Mitchell, um, Justin Robinson, sort of just a few names, but those are not just huge names. So if you can really, you know, limit uh, George Pickens and Bowers in this game, you're in good position if you're Michigan. So then Georgia, got to stop the run. I mean, you got Corum and uh, Haskins. If you, if you shut those two down, uh, you're limiting Michigan to not much. I mean, they've got good receivers, but like I said, Cade McNamara, not the strongest arm. He's very consistent with what he does throwing the football, but Michigan really hangs their hat on running the football. And if you're Georgia, you've got to do the same thing as Michigan. You've got to establish that run. I mean, Zamir White, James Cook, two just baller running backs in my opinion, um, they're going to be the biggest offensive key for Georgia in this one. Um, obviously, Tetson Bennett, it's got to be in the back of his mind, did not have the best game against Alabama. Threw two picks, um, really had a chance to throw like four or five. Um, and you know Bennett's a little bit just kind of – he's just kind of shaken by his two games against Alabama. Has not played well against Alabama both times he's played them. Um, it's probably going to be sitting in the back of his mind somewhere, even if he doesn't want to, even if he claims it's not that especially if Bama wins, because I got the early game, you know, holy crap, I got to play Bama again. So I really got to look sharp this game. Because, you know, there's n- there's no telling with JT Daniels at this point. Um, I don't know if he's coming back from injury. Both him and Pickens were placed in COVID protocols earlier this week. I assume they'll be ready to go um, and out of quarantine or protocols, whatever they're in, by game day. <clears throat> Excuse me. But, you know, I don't know if JT Daniels is healthy. You know, he's battled a knee injury battled a shoulder injury, whatever it might be. Um, I don't know if Daniel's going to be ready to go, and I don't know if Georgia's ready to just pull the plug on their guy who's been going all season. I think Georgia's had a really good thing going. Um, I think you got to stick with Stetson Bennett, um, but we'll have to see. So Bennett's really going to have to you know, make things happen, um, and Georgia's uh, going to have to establish that run um, in order to take a little bit of that pressure off of Bennett. And then I think with Bennett, I mean, you got to get Pickens and Bowers the ball early. If you can do that and really establish that pass game, opens up that run game for you. Um, and I think that can really be a difference maker um, against a Michigan defense um, led by Aiden Hutchinson. I think if you really make that passing game a priority, um, then Michigan's going to have to start, you know, looking at more of an offensive, excuse me, a more of a passing defensive approach. Um, and then that gives you more opportunities to give Samir White, James Cook, the ball. All right, let's finish up here with just the predictions of what I think is going to happen. I think there's going to be two really, really good games. Uh, Like I said, people are dogging on Cincinnati. I think they're a great team. They've proven themselves for two years now. Um, It should be fun to watch. Um, I do think Bama's going to win this game. I think Bama's just got the better players, the better talent, the better coaching. Um, And I think Bama... Coming off a big win against Georgia is almost revived. You know, they struggled late in the season. Um, did not have a lot of good games. And you look at the Arkansas game, barely squeaked that out. Then Auburn took them to four overtimes, a team that, you know, just lost today, finished six and seven, um, and then came in in the SC Championship game and just blew the doors off Georgia. So I think they're, they're amped. They, they see that, like, people were doubting us. Now we're back. We're the number one team in the country again. Let's show people why. And I think Bama's going to have that hunger in them. I think Saban's going to have them ready. Expect this game to be pretty close in the first half, a little bit back and forth. But I expect, you know, as Saban is, second-half team, a third-quarter coach, as I like to call him, they're going to be moving along in this game, and I think Bama's going to win, heading on to the national championship in Indianapolis. And then if you look at Michigan and Georgia, 
I think Michigan's going to pull this one out. Um, I think Michigan is just, I've said it you know, in previous podcasts, I think they're the most solid team in the country. You know what you're going to get from them game in and game out. They haven't had a game where they've played very, very poorly, haven't had a game where they've just gone stupid, crazy good. Um, they, you know, they've played really tough with some really good teams. Michigan State, Ohio State, Penn State. You know, Penn State's record does not define how good that team is, in my opinion. Um, they've won some really tough ball games this year. Um, and I think Michigan, truthfully, is just going to have more grit than Georgia is. Like I said, I think Stetson Bennett is still a little bit, just kind of his bells a little bit rung from a bad performance against Bama. Um, and I think Georgia's a little bit, I don't want to say worn out, but just sort of almost defeated and sort of just worn by just kind of how much praise they got so much in this season. And then he just kind of blew it against Bama. Um, so I think they also think that they have to come out and prove something that's going to give them a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, hopefully. Um, but I think Michigan's going to ultimately win this game. But Bama-Michigan final national championship in Indianapolis should be crazy good if we get that. Um, we'll probably do a national championship preview because that'll be something to watch, something to see. Should be awesome. Um, thank you guys for listening in. I appreciate you guys always you know, dropping in listening to the podcast. Hope you guys really enjoy the playoff and the rest of the bowl season, and I'll see you guys later.